Welcome to Hello Church. We are in the middle of season two. We're on episode 12. We're talking about the sermon, Justin, and really kind of the ins and outs of how to create and improve in our sermon writing and delivery. And today we're talking about critique. Yeah. And there are two reasons why pastors don't get great critical feedback on their sermons. And we're going to be talking about those two things yeah. today's podcast. So it'll be fun. You know, I was thinking, uh, just in terms of like critique, and it's always funny uh, when like you ask somebody to critique themselves. And and we've done this in like job sure, interviews sure. where you're like, give us like your strength. Yeah. yeah. What's your weakness? Give us your weakness. And my, I think it's, my weakness <laughs> is I have lots of strengths. Is I have, it, it is so hard for us to critique this. One, one time we were interviewing someone and, and we're like, what's your greatest strength? And he was like, yeah, I'm just loyal. I'm just so loyal. And we're yeah, like, man, that's loyal, great. Okay. Loyal to a fault. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, and then we said, what's your biggest weakness? He said, I'm just loyal. I'm loyal to a fault. I'm just too loyal. He said this while having a, a shirt on that had a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's hard. It is, it is, yeah, it's just, it's really hard to give a critique, to take critique. For me, I think uh, it's harder for me to give critique to people than to take critique. I feel like critique taking is fine. Yeah. What do you think for you? We have a phrase around here at uh-huh. Ministry Pass and Seminary that Wade is the king of soft landings. So mm. just gently lay you down. Just like, gently. Just uh, I, I'm just I I I I'm not the greatest at, at critiques. Um, I try to take them. I try to take critique. Well. I'm probably the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I, as I've gotten older in life, I've I've gotten a little bit more. Yeah, I have some battle scars. Mm-hmm. For instance, one scar I had, I had, I was on staff at a church and the worship pastor, I had just joined the team and, uh, you know, I knew everybody on, I grew up at the church, but I just joined staff and the worship pastor came in and he said, Justin, I, I really, because I, I had a background in leading worship, I've done conventions and camps and stuff. And he said, I really want to get your input on our worship team. I want you to be brutally honest with me. I want you to give me your feedback on our worship team and how we can do better. So me and my na- naivety. The king of sting. The man, king of sting. Right? I was brutally honest because that's what mm-hmm. he asked for. Mm-hmm. Now, today, if you were to ask me to be brutally honest with you, I probably wouldn't be brutally honest because that scar there, because... I mean, he, I don't know if he spoke to me for weeks uh-huh. after that. He was so yep. upset with my feedback. <laughs> I just, I was like, well, he asked for it. I guess I'll just get it. <laughs> Maybe. So as you, as, as you've gotten older, you've, you've learned the soft landing a little bit, man. I've, the Wade technique, yeah. the Wade soft just, landing. Yeah. I, I've gotten way too many uh, moments in my life of these like hurtful stares after giving feedback that was either unsolicited or worse solicited. And I just didn't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're excited about this uh, episode of of Hello Church. I, I'm you having a good week? It's the beginning of the week. Um, yeah. This episode is going to release after Easter, but like Easter's coming up, so it's a shorter week and preparing for e- Easter. Just I love I love the Easter season. I love Easter Sunday, and I it's like the one Sunday out of the year where I actually think about what I'm going to wear. Before like ten minutes before yeah. I get ready, Are you wearing your fancy Easter hat. Or? I'm wearing a Easter hat with the. I got a cane. It's like a Georgia and- Bulldogs, but, <laughs> but in pastels. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm actually. I think I want to wear a suit this year. I haven't worn a suit for Easter in a, in a little while, so Man. I think I'm going to pull out the suit. Or what do you? Are you going to wear a black I'm, shirt? I'm going to wear a black. Slacks? I'm going to wear a black shirt and jeans and Crocs, baby. What are, you, <laughs> what are y'all thinking? They're going to look at like the black, and they're like, it's Easter, like. 
this is a Good Friday outfit. You need an Easter outfit. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we recorded the, the previous episode and we talked about how I'm wearing a green shirt today, but I always yeah. wear a black you shirt. Just, now people know we record two episodes man, at once. Man, secret <laughs> is out. Uh, let's talk about this. Why do you think pastors don't get critique or get feedback on their sermons? It's two things, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think... I think we, well, we did a poll. We did a poll and we asked pastors like what they needed help with. And most pastors were like, I really don't need help with my sermon. It was dead last, actually. It was dead last. 36 uh, choices. And I think, I think when, when we, when a person preaches, we understand the material in our mind. Mm -hmm. We know the logic and the flow of the sermons. We think our jokes are probably funnier than they are. (laughs) And so we, we seem to, at least from personal experience, I think we have, it's easier to have a higher regard for our preaching right? than maybe everybody else. Right. Um, and th- that's not for everybody because I've met people and they're like, man, I'm just, I'm not the best, um, I'm not the best preacher. But I, I think that's one of the reasons. I think sometimes we don't feel like we, we need the help or we don't think that the people around us are positioned to give us that help, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what I think- do you think? I think, you know, the uncertainty of like putting yourself out there, submitting, mm-hmm. like you, you, we've talked about this before. We talked about this, I feel like every episode, right? Mm-hmm. Pastors spend a, a, an enormous amount of time preparing a message. You spend 10 and a half hours on average. So you spend all this time in this message and then you get up on stage and you have to present that message in an articulate, funny, compelling way to a diverse group of people. And then to get feedback on uh, back from people or get critique, it, it really takes a special type of person to give you feedback that's helpful. Yes, yes, because some people are just like it's possible for people to just either be too nice, yeah, or to just like red herrings where it's like it's just too much critique and it just gets you off course. Well, it's like has anybody ever started a business and you come up with a logo mm-hmm. and you you're sort of like i don't you put it on facebook yeah you you don't you don't know if you like it or you're trying to and so you'll like send it to your 12 closest family and friends mm-hmm. none of which have any experience in branding or yeah. identity yeah and you get their feedback and oftentimes their feedback is far more confusing than helpful mm-hmm. right it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't bring any clarity to the experience it's just confusing it's just noise i think that that uncertainty with uh, Trying to get feedback for your sermons, that trying to find the right type of person to get feedback from, I think uh, you know it's it's work to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. So here's what I would say. I would say it doesn't matter kind of where you're at. Um, if Andy Stanley's Stanley's listening to this or Timothy Keller's listening, I to mean, this. if you are Andy, <laughs> what's uh, up? Wh- whoever you are, I think it's important that you constantly kind of evaluate and, yeah. and find ways to grow. I think in our culture, we can be overly obsessed with growth to where it kind of cripples us. But there's, all, I think there's a healthy way to do that where we say, God has given me a really unique position. I am teaching people yeah. how to interpret God's word. I am telling people what the Bible says and then saying, here's how you apply it to your life. That's really big. There are gonna be teenagers in your congregation who hear your messages and they're gonna remember them for the rest of your life. Yeah, That's a heavy burden. So what we need to do is make sure we're stewarding that well. And then at the same time, uh, I think it's easy to kind of look down be- because we've, we've seen 
pastors and communicators who are just kind of all fluff and like just try to be overly creative. And sometimes that can make us shy away from creativity. Yeah. But Jesus was a very creative speaker. Look at his parables. I mean, we still talk about them today. They are just so rich. And there's nothing bad with being creative or being a better communicator or wanting your people to pay attention to you, stay engaged. Like I said, you can get unhealthy with that. Sure. But if God's giving you this this charge, then then why not steward it well? So that would be my reason to you, whether you feel like you're a good communicator or not, it's still important to get critique. And and one of the ways that we do that is we've created a sermonary. Have it here on my iPad. It's called the Ultimate Sermon Evaluation Form. And this is something you can download for free in the show notes, and you can give to people to to critique your sermon. Now, there's a couple of rules, and I'll just go one and pass it to you, Justin. One is I would say... If you give this to somebody, they need to be critiquing in the audience yeah. while they're watching the message. There's a difference between listening to something after the fact while you're driving or we do this all the time, you're working and it's pulled up on YouTube. Uh, there's It's very different being in the audience and listening to a sermon from beginning to end. So I would say you need somebody in the audience who has this form or will fill it out for you. And And, you know, Remember this, and this goes back to how this is so funny. This is not in my notes, but we're talking about how the guy, I'm worried, the worship pastor asked, Oh, yeah, yeah, for my opinion. One of my favorite passages in Proverbs, okay, is (laughs) I can't say with a straight face, is the passage where the proverb says, Wounds from a friend Mm -hmm. can be trusted, Mm. and and I guess so. Maybe he didn't think you were a friend. He was like, after this, this guy's my enemy. But he's coming for my job. (laughs) So, so give this to someone that you trust, right? This form, and know that they may say something that could wound you or or hurt your ego really more than more than anything, right? Yeah, it's a it's a blow to the ego. But but like Wade said, you're you're communicating the good news to to a diverse range of people, to teenagers who may remember something you said for the rest of their lives. They may uh, feel the call of God uh, on their life to to Mm -hmm. go into ministry because of your sermons. Like, that's a great responsibility, a great burden. Yeah. And so I think it's it's incumbent upon us to make sure that as presenters of the good news, as presenters of the gospel— of the message every week that we do our best to improve and to grow as communicators. And, you know, there's a saying, we say it a lot around here, you, you don't always get what you expect, you get what you inspect. And I think it's important yeah. for, for, you don't have to do this all the time. This episode, I should clarify, right? The caveat to this episode is you don't have to do this every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people aren't wired for that, but I do think you need to have seasons of inspection seasons of evaluation to where you commit for eight weeks in a row with a, with a, the same group of people, a finite, a small group of people to say, Hey, can you evaluate my messages? Am I clear? Am I, am I getting the point across? Did you understand these illustrations? Did everything work together and get them to evaluate your messages and give you that feedback, knowing that mm-hmm. it's not going to feel great? It's just like if you've ever seen yourself on video preaching, that doesn't feel great. <laughs> this isn't going to feel great either. I'm not watching. I'm not going to watch this podcast episode uh, for right. that reason. Uh, no. So a couple of points you mentioned. It doesn't have to be every week. 
uh, it needs to be with someone in the audience. We have this form, use this form, and there are four main questions. Was it biblical? Was it clear? Was it interesting? Was it relevant and practical? And under those are like, like sub questions because if you say, was it biblical? It, that's, that's hard for them to fill out. This is easy because it's, it gives you kind of leading questions under those categories. And so you mentioned you've got a, a diverse set of people in the audience. So find people that are going to critique you in love and tell them and say, Hey, you got to at least give me one or two, three critiques. Like, don't hand this paper in unless you're going to offer some critiques. No. But then I would also say, find a handful of different people. So maybe you give one to a teenager. Maybe you give one in the audience to someone who's a, a, a theologian or mm -hmm. uh, who's interested in theology. And then maybe you give one to, per to the person you said, hey, the average age of our group is 35 and this and this, and this person fits that description. These two people, yeah. give it to those people. And then what you might do is you might pay more attention when the theologian talks about the biblical aspect. Uh, you might pay more attention to his critique. Whenever it's clear, it might be that you pay more attention to the average person because the theologian follows it a little bit easier, but does the average person understand it? Practical, all that stuff. So find a wide variety of people and ask them to do that. And I think, too, you can you can sort of frame it uh, to th this group as, hey, listen, I I'm not asking you to, to say how great my preaching is. Mm -hmm. And I'm... Not, I'm also not asking for you to beat me up every week. Mm -hmm. However, us together with, with your feedback and, and me submitting this to you, I, I want the message of the gospel that is preached on this stage at our church every single week to improve. I want it to be more clear, more potent, more compelling than it's ever been in the history yeah. of our church. And you guys are going to help us do that. Mm -hmm. I think that gives them some sort of self like responsibility in this endeavor yeah. as well. It's not just about you, but their feedback is important. And so, it, it, yeah, you, you don't want somebody on the team that's just going to be real flippant about it mm -hmm. or their feedback is lazy. Uh, so, again, you know, you probably want to take the cut off the top as far as all the things that will pass through your sermon was perfect today. I loved it and mm -hmm. take off the, the bottom. And somewhere in that middle, you're going to find some nuggets every single week that you go, you know what? I did walk to the left side of the stage yeah. most of the time. Oh, yeah, man. I used to walk so fast, and that was critique. It's like, you got to slow down. And what you might find, too, is if you know people are going to be critiquing you this Sunday, you might prepare your sermon a little oh, bit differently. Man. And you hey. might say, hey, this is something I need to do every week. Yep. It kind of reminds me, Justin. So we have like these all-star comments, these people who comment on like man. sermonary ministry passes ads, and they're just wild stuff. And it reminds me of um, someone tagged their pastor in a sermonary in a sermonary post <laughs> I know where you're going and with said, this. hey, why don't you check this out? And the pastor responded and said, yeah, I, I know my sermons could use a little more, you know, uh, could use some work. And the person responded to their pastor and said, yeah, I'm just hoping for a little more effort from you. <laughs> and the pastor was like, what? And we were like, yep. abort, abort, yep. screenshot, and then delete. Yeah. <laughs> don't get that person yeah. uh, on your evaluation team, but... Make sure you get a, a, them to make people in your church to, to critique you and evaluate you. So that that is the big idea of this of this episode. Go to the show notes, download our evaluation form, mm -hmm. and find a way to use it in the next couple of weeks, and then be open to yeah. that. There are going to be some critiques where you're like, "Well, I don't I don't know if that applies," but be open to that. And a lot of times too, I think your I think your spouse can be helpful with this. They can yeah. say, "Hey." 
yeah, you do you do do that. Like what they said was right. So just kind of be open to that. But um, that's our one takeaway, our big takeaway for this episode this week. Yeah, so go to hellochurchpodcast.com, hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash evaluation, and you can download the free form right there. And we hope this is going to help you improve as a communicator. I mean, who was it? I think it was the rocket company, Preaching Rocket, several years ago had that study, or maybe they were quoting Barna. It was probably Barna. All roads yeah. lead back to Barna, right? Yeah. And it was something to the effect of like 90% of people will choose their church based on whether, you know, based on the pastor's preaching. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to obsess about that. But I think that's also indicative of like, you know, people will come if the message is great and compelling and impacts their their hearts. Uh, they will come back and they'll continue to come back. And we don't want to obsess about that. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to be the next like Andy Stanley no. or Tim Kelly. You just want to be a better version of yourself. Yeah, you want to improve as a commu- yeah. as a communicator yourself in your own way and in a way that, that's great for your community and great for your congregation. But we do have to improve. We, you mentioned before we get all kinds of comments on Facebook. And my least favorite comment of all time is just preach the gospel. That's, yeah. that's, that's the, you know, like if we post this evaluation form, they'll say, what about just preach the gospel? And I'm yeah. like, well, anybody can get up and preach the gospel, but that doesn't mean it is, it is articulate. It is coherent. It is impactful. Mm-hmm. It is compelling. It's understandable. Yes. Yeah. You can, that's just like a lazy response. So don't be that pastor that says, I'm just going to get up and preach the gospel and I've done my part. I think we do a disservice to ourselves and our people if we don't have intentional growth as a communicator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've been preaching 20 years, you, you've got a lot of experience, right? You've, you've grown a lot in the past 20 years. But there's, there's going to be something that you could do that could really, really amp, you know, turn up the volume a little bit on your skill set. And if you're new to preaching, man, you're going to grow so much in the next few years. So, again, wherever yeah. you're at in that spectrum, the important thing is that we grow and that we make take those intentional steps to grow as communicators. Yeah, I, one of, we mentioned some of our least favorite comments. Um, one of my most favorite response to emails. So emails will get sent out from Sermonary from me that we've put together, and I get responses. And I'll, I've had so many pastors are like, hey, I'm 66 years old, or I've been preaching for 20 years, and I wanted I want to improve, so I'm going to try Sermonary. Yeah. And whether, whether Sermonary works for them or not, I love so much that these pastors are that like, attitude. hey, I like I can get better. Like I want to. I really want to steward uh, what God has given me, and I want to be true to the Scripture and communicate the Scripture uh, with passion and, and with understanding. And and that's that's incredible. So, and you, you don't want to be that. You know, there's people that are like, oh, I've been preaching twenty years. You don't want to be that person that says, oh, I've been preaching twenty years, but really you've had one year of the preaching growth. 20 times and you've been at the same spot for the past 20 years mm-hmm. you haven't grown beyond that so again it's getting hot in here Is AC <laughs> off? Uh, listeners subscribe to our show on apple podcasts on spotify and on youtube you can comment with any questions we love to get your feedback and we will be back next time on hello church got a lot of great things coming in the future yeah we'll, we'll see, see you next time